movies. Ah, such easy prey. All right, welcome back everybody to Cheapskate Tuesday. I'm here, Big Sip, and so is Doom. Hey, I'm here too as well. <laughs> this week we watched another horror film. This one was Talk to Me. This one should be, uh, let's say our synopsis and then we'll say whether we recommend it. Okay, sure. Give me your synopsis. Let's hear it. Uh, ooh. <laughs> when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using a embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural terrors. <laughs> that wasn't your synopsis. That it was a generic one. That was a generic one. I can one, tell it's bad because it's his group of friends and yeah. like, they didn't really like each other. These, I was going to say... <laughs> I, but I enjoyed that aspect that they really didn't like each other. I see. But um, I'd say definitely watch this. Definitely watch this in, if you want in theaters, but I'd say watch this for sure. Okay, I'm going to say, unless you're a diehard horror fan, don't watch this movie. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into why later, but I, I don't think this is a general recommendation at all. Sure, sure. I, I'd say, yeah, if you're if you like horror, if you're into the genre of horror at all, like if you're squeamish about possessions or stuff like that, like I wouldn't recommend this to my mom. Yeah, she would never. If you're not a horror fan, this isn't a reason to go to the theaters. But if you are a horror fan, you're probably seeing this. That's a better. That's yeah, a better way of saying it. Yes. Yeah, let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> horror <laughs> is not for everybody. <laughs> but in terms of horror, this is also not. Not a fun horror movie like no. some are. It's not a popcorn horror movie. It is a movie that will upset your girlfriend if you bring oh, her to yeah. this. But that's like half the fun. Yeah, I don't know. This this kind of takes it too far. Really? You think For me, so? yeah. Oh. See, I was like halfway in for a good portion until there's a scene like at the middle half like there's a certain scene we'll talk about later yeah. that really pulled me in and I was like okay I'm in okay. I, I, en I enjoyed the the rules they made up for this world yeah that they stick to them and the lore and revolving around this hand uh I thought it was a lot of fun I thought they stuck to their rules well yeah I that, hate it that's, when that's films, true yeah I hate when films horror films don't stick to their rules or start just making up stuff and I think this one stuck to its rules and I, I definitely commend it for that well, okay, I guess, I don't want to say spoilers, but I feel like it sticks into the rules until near the end of the movie, but yeah. Sure. Well, you have, you have to, okay, well, you'll you have to okay. explain the part you mean so, later on then. I'll give my synopsis of the movie. Okay. So, the main character, um, I think Sophia Wilde is the name of the actress. Yeah, uh, the character is Mia, I think. Yeah, her name is Mia in the movie. So, she is a bit of, uh, I think she's feeling isolated from her friends and family, mm. and she lost her mother recently. So she's feeling a bit under the weather, and it's the two-year yeah. anniversary yeah. of her mother's death. That's right. So she has been watching these things on TikTok or whatever about people getting possessed, and she just happens to live in the area. So she goads her friend and uh, her friend's younger brother into going to what is a modern-day seance. But instead of a Ouija board, or instead of those goofy things that they used in the Victorian era, we're now using a hand, a little hand statuette, a bunch of tattoos on it. Or engravings. I think it almost looked like pen, like, you know, like a bathroom stall. Where you just write a bunch of stuff on the wall. <laughs> right. Because so, I think one of them even said, like, 
talk to me. Yeah, I definitely saw like, talk to me on there. And then like there, there's a bunch of random writings. So like it seemed like it was passed around a lot. Oh, is that is the what the idea I impression I got? That okay. was just like okay, I leave my mark on it and then I give it to the next person. Yeah. basically. So we're going to a modern day seance, and because of this isolation, the main character's feeling Mia. She begins to make poorer and poorer decisions absolutely and that sort of gets the movie rolling and i think that's kind of all we can say without spoiling yeah uh pretty so, much uh let's talk about what we liked before we get into spoiler territory so, uh so what i liked i thought this movie was very uh competently put together yes. and the pacing was pretty excellent absolutely it was a tight it wasn't long at all no uh it was um Oh, shoot. I didn't check what, how long this movie was. I feel like it was only an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it was close to 90 minutes. It was very tight. Did not overstay its welcome. 135. Yeah. yeah. Very, very tight. Very tight movie. There was no point where I was looking at my watch like, oh, man, what's the movie over? <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, it, <laughs> no, was, no. it was very well paced. And I commend the writers or directors for that. I think they're the same people. Uh, I believe this is written and directed by the same duo is it a duo it, i think it's a duo there's two guys yeah i believe they're youtube guys that's so, yeah i think you did i, I forgot to look this up but... i don't know <laughs> yeah. it seems to be that way on the, the imdb page yeah the two guys who had stardom in youtube yeah so they're creators that decided to take their shot and make a movie so i will say that for a what i assume is like a first script this is really really tight and uh better I'm... than some other horror films yeah definitely sure. uh another thing i liked was um well, actually, it's almost like something I liked and didn't like. So the usage of sound in this movie oh. was novel, and then at some point it wore down on me. Right. So there's some some sounds that will just be like randomly really loud. I was gonna say that too. There was the the one scene with the bang, like I think she's banging on herself. Yeah. So the first thing, it was, the first thing that clued me into this was they were she slaps uh, one of the other main characters with a pillow. Oh you know, right, yeah. Pillows basically don't make a sound if you hit them, and it's just this huge basic explosion. You're right. I, yeah, I did think that was weird. Also, yeah. yeah. So there's a novel sort of usage of percussive sound in this movie. Sometimes sounds that are percussive are going to be super bassy and just like resonate in your your teeth and ears, especially with the theater speakers. Yeah, and theater everything. speakers definitely a good theater experience if you're into that. So the first couple times i noticed it i was like this is cool and then eventually it wore down so it's weird it's almost counts for it and then against it eventually i thought it it was cool yeah and then maybe overused a little bit (laughs) well it definitely i think it was needed for like the first scene of what like some of the possessions where they try to like really pop that in your face yeah like they really want you to hear the impact yeah it was it was very visceral yeah which does go with some of the other themes of the movie. But I feel like that was only really useful for like two scenes. Where the one where she slaps herself and the, yeah, the possession really loud there. And I was like, I, I think you even me, you don't know if you saw me. I was like, oh, I was like, because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I had to move my body, try to get away from the sound. It was so freaking loud. Yeah, it was. It was very loud. Um, let's see. Uh, what did you like? I definitely liked the visuals. Yeah. I think they did an excellent job with their budget. Very um, much so, yeah. Compare if we compare it at all to the Red Door. This is <laughs> this is because uh, in terms of a like lower budget, yeah. Like in terms of like a small cast, these are pretty comparable in that sense. They're both horror films, and they both involve possession. So right, and this one I think was like t- 
tiers above the red door. Yeah, I, I am very curious. Do you have a budget pulled up there? Because let me let me grab that. Hold I completely on. agree. I think that if these movies had similar budgets, then it is it is crazy. Because what was the budget for the other? It was it was under twenty. It was I think it was you said eighteen or something it was like that. Eighteen to twenty. I think you guessed twenty, and I I told you it was eighteen. Yeah. And... But whatever the budget was, it was well utilized because I'm assuming this was. An indie movie can't have that much money behind it, right? And it was Australian. Australian, yeah. <laughs> what, it was like four point five. Four point five million? Yes. No way. Australian dollars, not even American. Aussie dollars. Okay, so I don't know so what Aussies are. It is incredible to. what they did with the budget, and I, I will, I will definitely give them that. Yes, absolutely. They did an excellent job. They did basically the things we recommended for the yeah. Red Door. Right. <laughs> they had more. Uh, more like hard to see things at first and then when things started really you know popping into frame it just was gross yeah they really relied on like how gross they can make things look yeah it wasn't necessarily scary it's more like gross out it was like made you feel uncomfortable <laughs> i will say i had like a slight panic moment yeah when because the movie opens with a party scene oh and yeah they're talking in like their thick Australian slang accent. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh no, am I going to be able to understand a thing they say in this movie? <laughs> I was expecting a scene like that too, where someone's yelling and we just don't understand the context yeah. of at least one or two words. Yeah, but th- then it was fine. I was like, okay, there wasn't too much slang. It was funny though to see, uh, I guess I was, we'll start getting to spoilers because the the other the main thing I really liked uh-huh. was um, partway through the film when she sees the other side essentially they have a a scene where essentially she sees hell or limbo yeah something like that hell or limbo and i thought that scene was excellent yeah it was pretty good it reminded me of um uh event horizon yeah i was thinking of that same thing event horizon where it's showing the little flashes of and i was like let's go the torture dimension or whatever (laughs) i was like this they they did a good job with that that to really (laughs) yeah uh, to really get you really in the mood for like something that's really disturbing. Yeah, it was it was good. It was very brutal. Because I believe, <laughs> not for the faint of heart, but there was someone eating a baby <laughs> in, in a flash. Was there? I missed that. A hundred percent. There was a, a. I couldn't tell what, but someone was eating a baby, <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe they put that in the film but i commend them for going that far and that's Absolutely. a flashback to uh do you remember that movie the vich by uh oh yes what's the, his name um i can't remember another indie dude at the time Is it yeah. edgar no, um, no no that's I, not right we're so terrible with names <laughs> the guy who he directed the lighthouse and um, yes also the the recent viking film that we enjoyed that i can't remember the name of either oh the northman northman yeah the northman yeah, that guy's, uh, i think his debut like cinema film was the vich the vich and there was baby TVs. eating in that one yes well yeah they <laughs> that was that was uh just as horrifying obviously <laughs> all right so i'm going to continue with my my plot synopsis as we get into spoiler territory okay how's that sound yes yes so they go to a seance uh and it's it's hosted by like a very impromptu Yeah, seance. it's very impromptu. It's like these two, like... Hooligans? Hooligan characters? <laughs> I'm not even sure what they're supposed to be. Like, bullies? Or, like, jocks or something? What was their stereotype? I don't know. I don't know the stereotypes for Australian... Yeah, no clue. Australian like, culture. Schools. So, two sort of hooligan characters. And they have in their possession this 
it's like the new Ouija board. Yeah. But it's it's a hand. It's a uh, taxidermy hand. And it lets you talk to ghosts. Yeah, it's a taxidermy hand from a uh, medium or a psychic. Yeah, they, they have some BS story about it. I'm sure it's made up. No <laughs> it's one knows. Fine. Yeah. I, I, it kind of makes sense. It's like, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so they go to the seance, and the two characters explain the rules. Hmm. And the rules are you grab it, and then you say, talk to me, and then... A ghost will possess. No, a ghost will appear in front of you. Yeah. Then you say, "Let let I let you in" or something. I like let that. you in. Yeah. And then you get possessed. But if you get possessed for more than ninety seconds, bad things can happen. Bad things happen. And that's the most like vague part of it. Yeah. But that, that no one, no one necessarily knows. So whoever has a timer can't on go more phone. than ninety. Yeah. They shouldn't. You shouldn't go over ninety. And they said. The last dude, which is the example given in the beginning of the film, right? That dude went over ninety. Yeah. And- so the, the the beginning film, beginning scene of the movie opens up with uh, a party being interrupted because a, a guy went too long, and there were <laughs> adverse <laughs> adverse effects. He goes full schizo. He goes full schizo, and uh, he locks himself in his room. Yeah. And his one good friend comes and uh, breaks down the door. Oh, was it his brother? Might have been his brother. I think it might have been his brother. You're right. But he comes and busts down the door to try to help him. And uh, unfortunately, on the way out, he uh, spots a knife and stabs his friend or brother and uh, stabs himself in the face. He he domes himself. He domes himself. Self-headshot with a knife. That's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. But if you're possessed, I'm sure you could do it. (laughs) I don't know about the physics on that one. I don't know. Yeah. So we know there is potentially really bad consequences. Well, yeah. Death and Because they they start to hint through the movie that like these spirits, if you let them in too long, they might be able to take over your body. And then they eventually hint later. It's like, if you're dead then they get it so they want you to die yeah they want you to die yeah i'm not sure when they reveal that it might be like over time i don't think it's the first seance because that, no. that would be too much it wouldn't make any sense for a character to do that no yeah i think it was during their private seance yeah at the at the uh her friend's house yeah so the first seance um our main character agrees because like i said she's feeling isolated she's kind of weird she feels like her friends are ignoring her she's even like the first to say i want to go yeah yeah so she agrees to join and do it and they have to belt her down. And at first she kind of balks at that. She's like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, you, you'll understand. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so she does it, goes through, and she sees this gross ghost. And she's all freaked out. But eventually she goes through with it, does the seance. And essentially while you're possessed, it's like being high. Yeah. They, <laughs> you you can't control what you're doing, but you can still see what's happening. You see, you see what's happening. And, it's, and then, it's like a feeling of elation. Yeah. She says later on. Like one of the boys asks her, you know, what did it feel like? Yeah. She's like, oh, it felt amazing. Like I was in the sun or like, yeah, she tingly or whatever. Like, yeah, but you for 90 seconds and then it's over. Right. So there's a bit of a clumsy metaphor here for addiction to whatever. Pick your substance. Right. A high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you whatever. Know, high heroin or whatever. You go to a party, you get peer pressure to doing something. And you're like, oh, man, that's some good angel dust. <laughs> 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 and then. You like it a little too much, and now you're in trouble. And now you're in trouble. Now you see. Now you start seeing things. <laughs> yeah. So there, there is some sort of. Uh, I, I don't even know if I want to call it a metaphor. Well, they don't just, really go anywhere with it. No, it's more of just like you don't know what you're messing with. Yeah. Kind of deal. Because like I mean, that's what yes. a lot of possession things. It's a metaphor go. for drugs. But they're but they're metaphoring it with drugs really hard. Right. Because uh, it, it does have that like whole effect since it is like being recorded on phones yeah. at a party yeah. and all these kind of things. You go to a party, you get peer pressured. Everyone's cool when it's happening. And then later on, it's everyone's sucks. having fun and laughing. Yeah. And, so yeah. everyone takes turns getting possessed and they think it's great fun. 
And then um, that's that's the end of it. And then what happens after that? Well, what happens is, unfortunately, a the younger brother of the one of the two main characters. Right. So he's we been watching. Say that Mia has a best friend. Uh, Sophia. No, no, Sophia. no. Not Sophia is the actor. What was her name? Oh, Jade. 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 Yes. And Jade has a younger brother, who's not the annoying archetype for younger brother. He's really sweet. He's actually yeah. He's and the actually, movie does a good job endearing you to him because care, yeah, he cares. You have to care about him. He doesn't even want to smoke. <laughs> doesn't want to smoke. He's but he a good wants boy. to try this since everyone is doing it yeah. and having fun, and he wants to be a part of that. Yeah. Since his sister cuts him out of most things. Yeah. But. Me insisted on bringing him along to the first sounds, so he got a little taste. Yeah, he got to see everyone have fun. Yeah, so this this is the point where it reminded me of Hereditary because it uh, has almost the exact same beat up until this point. You're totally right. So I was like, did these guys just watch Hereditary? And they're like, oh, well, it's I'll try a, that. It's not a bad. It is so similar to Hereditary. <laughs> well, because in Hereditary you have the younger younger sister and the mom's it. like, take her to the party. You have to do it. Well, that's different. The modern. Like, then they go one. to the party and something bad happens. Also, so, the mom is Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. How weird was that? That's pretty weird. Yeah. Yes, that was kind of. <laughs> it's like, whoa. I was like, oh, wait, I know you. <laughs> yeah, Eowyn's old enough to be a mom with two kids whoa that's sad <laughs> <laughs> lord of the rings is a long time ago i know friend. what a great film yeah so um but they somehow get convinced um to do a seance one last one yeah i don't know just another he says one. 50 seconds not well, even the full night well no first they have to convince the bullies or the jocks or whoever those characters are to have no, a they, seance in their house oh well, yeah that that first of all yes but yeah so this is later on a second seance mm-hmm. and Conveniently, the mom was, has to go for work or something. I think she works overnight. Yeah, she's gone. But she never mentions the job. Yeah, so so randomly, the bullies or whatever with the hand just like decide to agree. They're like, whatever. All right, we'll come over. Well, but I think they agree because uh, Mia was so gung-ho about getting possessed and they start liking her. Because, is that what it is? Because at first yeah. she says to her friend, to Jade, that I don't like her. She's weird and sad. Yeah. She bums me out, man. And then she proves herself to be cool because she gets possessed. Because she gets possessed first. It's all fun. And is is into it. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. I, I guess from, that's the impetus. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So the, the two characters with the hand come over. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also forgot to mention Jade has a nice boyfriend. Oh, a very uh, yeah, golden retriever boyfriend. And <laughs> to twist it up. He used to date Mia back in like what grade school or some shit. What was Date that? is in hard quotes here because apparently they just held they hands. They held hands once. Which is about the same amount of contact he's given to Jade, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they bother telling that, but it's pretty funny. Well, yeah. I think because they have uh, some lines later on to try to like force them apart. I suppose so. Yeah. So um, this seance, uh, Jade, I think is is really uncomfortable with it. She doesn't take part at all. Well, she watches her boyfriend get possessed. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. The boyfriend so gets possessed. The boyfriend he's the first one of the party. He's the first one of the party to get possessed because he was, you know, curious about it. He didn't do it at the previous one. I don't think he did it at the previous one yet. And everyone's recording. And what happens is apparently the ghost can see inside your mind. I don't know. They didn't completely do that. I think the well, ghost was just a dick. Like they I literally think, yeah. say that. There's this this, this ghost is terrible. Yeah, they're like yeah, in, in much harsher words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
they they definitely either the ghost is able to watch the scenario outside before going into the body yeah. and can make stuff up obviously yeah. I, or I think, maybe they can read thoughts who knows because it, it seems later on they love to manipulate people they definitely do it so is I it's think, very much like classic exorcist films where yeah. the ghost comes in and says some stuff to rile you up to rile you up exactly to say all the wrong things yeah. to you so, so it, it does that and, yeah. and tells the girl that she turns him off essentially right and she gets really embarrassed and sad about this and then he essentially makes out with the dog yeah he falls over on the floor and the dog comes over and then and the, the ghost the makes him make out with the dog yeah it was a weird gross out scene i was like is this necessary is this everyone's recording and laughing yeah and he like runs out of the, the theater room. was going wild once again the theater was packed i was just like there's oh. a lot of audience reaction it was a lot of audience and people reaction. Were, people the, were... The lady next screaming. to me was quite intense. <laughs> yeah, so that was a, a weird gross-out scene. It's pretty... I don't know how they could have faked that. It really looked like he it was It really just, looked like he just went in there. Good for him, acting props. Like, <laughs> you know, bravo, sir. You did it. You made out with a pit bull. Yes. Not pit bull. What was that? Uh, uh, it was a little um, bulldog. It was a bulldog, sorry. Still very uh, slobbery dog. So at first the boyfriend's embarrassed and he runs off and I think so does the girl. But then they start having fun with it. Everyone's getting possessed again. They come back in the room. and Yeah. yeah. And uh, then the younger brother, the sweet younger brother, wants to do it. And then the older sister's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I got to protect you. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Mia is like, oh, he can do it, right? Just for like a little bit. Yeah, it's not and like. she's like, yeah. no. And then yeah. <laughs> she leaves again for some reason. I don't remember why. I think she something gets happens with the boyfriend again, and they're just like upset. And is that what happened? And he goes, and the boyfriend goes and consoles her. Something. something they both leave. They leave right. the room for a short minute. Right. So no, no older protective sister. And Mia basically gives the green light. Yeah. For, so then Mia's like, "All right, you can do it. You can do it. Fifty seconds. Fifty seconds. You know, less. You know, which than is the, less than the ninety seconds or whatever. That's the max. So she thinks she's protecting him, and." Lo and behold, as soon as he is, he goes through with it. He does the the handshake and does the whole thing. He changes the voice into her passed away mother. Right. And she is immediately hooked on this. Yeah. Because this is what she's been trying to there's, do. There's no. It's not explicit. That's what she's been trying to do. Well, it feels like that. Like she's been trying to. Yeah. Find some connection to the other world. Yeah, but it's funny how. She doesn't question it at all. No. She's like, Mom? Mom? <laughs> and she literally goes over and holds his hand onto the statue to make sure he doesn't like, does not let go. Right. And it's been established earlier that to break contact with the ghost, you have to let go to get the hand. hand statue out of your hand. Yes. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Otherwise, you're in trouble or you can blow out the candle. Yeah. I think you have to do both. You have to do both. There's a candle involved. And I, I was, I was upset because... The candle never changed shape. <laughs> they burned yeah. it several times in the movie, and they would get it back out. The same candle. The exact same candle, exact same wax pattern. They've been pattern. doing this for hours, yeah. but somehow like, hmm, it's the same inch and a half where's tall Where's this candle. wax going? Where's this wick going? Same shape. <laughs> same shape. Is just turn it on like an electric... Yeah, uh, it might as well have been an LED candle. It might as well have been an LED one. So, this is where the movie takes a dark turn. A dramatic dark turn, Because yes. after the mother speaks to Mia... Then it seems like something else 
possesses him. Yeah. And he just starts going crazy and just smashing his head into tables. This was the part. Maybe even pops out his own eyeball. He tries to pop his own eyeball. And this is when the sound gets turned up way, way Like the smashing sounds are very intense. Yeah. So then um, one of the other jock characters is trying to wrestle the hand away from him, but he can't get it out. He can't get it out. And somehow he ends up getting kicked all the way over to the side of the room. Yeah. Bashes the window in. Then he's going to like absolutely deal the final blow and kill himself on like the the banister of the the corner of the maybe? banister yeah yeah he, and he looks he, the camera gets a really good shot of it his his whole skull looks cracked yeah he's he's done for if he's he really looks yeah then at the last moment the sister bursts in and puts her hand in front of him to protect and the corner the, the, uh, whatever it was uh, the corner of the dresser yeah. something sharp a sharp wooden corner yeah that would would definitely bring that would you. definitely kill you yeah yeah especially if you're going at 100 miles an hour right head. so now we're we're in we're in limbo because we went past the the allotted time and no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah, we went past limbo. The brother is not, possibly dead. <laughs> possibly dead. I was going to say not very conscious. Like he can't talk. He doesn't no. say anything. Yeah. So he, he gets rushed off to the hospital, and then there's a whole bunch of family drama essentially because they're partially blaming Mia. Because it, it is kind of her fault. I mean, yes. <laughs> and, but they can't explain w- the context to anybody. Right. Everyone's upset. And um, there's some drama at the hospital. As they should be. I mean, yeah. this poor sweet boy just cracked his own head open. Yeah, he's looking really bad. And then there's drama, blah, blah, blah. Mia ends up back at her house. And then she opens her bag. And oh, look at that. She took the hand. She took the hand. <laughs> Even in, in all the of the commotion. Up. Yeah. She was still thinking, oh, I can I can figure this out, right? She still was being quite selfish. Yeah, so at this point, you're kind of just like, all right, the main character of this movie sucks. Yeah, you start <laughs> losing sympathy immediately. You start losing sympathy. And at this point, I called the ending of the movie. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was like, okay, I know what's going to happen. But it didn't happen exactly like I thought. Okay. But I was like, okay, she's going to have to redeem herself by sucking the ghost out and then killing herself. That would be the only way out of this movie. Very exorcist-like. Yes. And um, it it happens like that, but not exactly. Not exactly. Not exactly. It, uh, she continues down this path. Not, she doesn't do the full thing. She does the talk to me. She doesn't do the full let me in. She starts messing with it and it becomes unclear what the rules are. Because when you're she just, sees her mom again. Yeah. So she, she sees a ghost, but she doesn't say the let me in part. No. So it's unclear if you can do that indefinitely or if there's an issue. Because she just holds on to the hand all night, it seems. Yeah. She snuggles up with it. She sees her mom. It's obviously super uh, uh, super obvious to the audience that this is not her mom. But yeah. I, well, <laughs> she's buying it. Well, that's what I'm unclear about. I wanted to talk to you about that, yeah. too. So is do you think this ghost is impersonating her mother? Oh, yeah. Or the other thought that popped in my head. Yeah. Is the mother corrupted once she's in limbo? No, I think it's just it's just fucking with her. Okay, because it's like once you see what limbo is, yeah, and the, the it doesn't look too pleasant. It doesn't look too pleasant. Does that turn you into something else? Essentially, right. like you know, you think you know who you are, but then when you go to this place, all bets may be off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it does it. It's like how corruptible are people in that sense? Yeah, it's true. And she has questions about that because her biggest question she wants to ask her mom is if her mom committed suicide. Right. Because she seemed to have a very close bond with her mother that we see when she's watching past videos. Yeah. She doesn't understand why. Yeah. So she, she they don't know. 
They just know that she she took too many sleeping pills. And she scratched on the door. Yeah. So it was so, unclear that whether she was trying to escape. They think she... Or trying to get help. Right. She was trying to get help, and she just accidentally overdosed. So and she asked her mother, and as a ghost. As mother the ghost. says, of course, I would never leave you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever she wants to hear. Whatever she wants to hear, essentially, yes. Yeah. So then... To keep her coming back to her. Right. So she's now basically being fully manipulated. Yes. I, I don't know. Maybe you're right. The audience isn't supposed to know, but I felt like it was really obvious that she was being manipulated. Yeah, from this that thing point. is, think, is no, not absolutely. her mom. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know if it was not because to me, like I said, I couldn't tell if it was not her mom. Yeah, or or corrupted mother. corrupted mom because right. you could tell from scene to scene she was getting worse in terms of visuals. The first scene That's she, true. Looked, she yeah. looked fine, and then as scenes went on, she looked like miltier and miltier and puffier and puffier yeah so the the ghosts i guess we should describe describe the ghosts uh with whatever budget they had they did really good because yes. the ghosts look really gross and um that was there was a quite a funny part <laughs> when uh she's in the room uh with the boy and she's trying to sleep after all this chaos yeah she's trying to sleep and a ghost comes from the corner of the room. Oh, that was a pretty good scene. That was a pretty good scene because yeah. like, she's trying to focus her eyes. And so are you. You're staring. I didn't see it at first. You couldn't see it at first until yeah. it starts moving. And then you could, there was a person in the row in front of us who was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh, yeah. We should say earlier in the scene with the, the violence with the little boy, people were actually screaming. I, yeah. Oh, yes. Actually, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. They were actually screaming. I was wincing hard because yeah. it was, it's not pleasant to watch like a young boy that yeah. was innocent. So innocent. I'll, I'll talk about later about why I kind of don't like this movie and that has to do with it. Okay. Okay. But at this point, she, it seems that she has crossed a line where when she sees this ghost comes over and starts harassing the boy and uh, sucking on his feet in a very perverse manner. Yeah. She tries to wake up the boy, but what ends up happening is he wakes up and she is the one. Yeah, it's a little little swap. It's a little swap. So it seems like she was, when she fell asleep, she swapped like the other ghost came into her body. Yeah, so it's a little unclear if she's being possessed or not, but she's definitely losing it. She's definitely losing it. She's definitely opened the door for too long, yeah. essentially. So she she's in real trouble now. Yeah. And <laughs> she's I, no longer sane. She's debatably cursed or possessed or whatever. And, and I, I think I, she kind of knows her clock is ticking at this point. She's like, oh. To some extent. I, but I think they handled it really well. Much much better than I think some other films that have like Not really I didn't like the I'm crazy scene well what, <laughs> which scene do you mean you're supposed to uh, I think it's after the scene where she's slapping herself yeah so he wakes up to her sucking on his toes yes and he's like and no she's like, don't I, hate me I'm gonna leave now and then he leaves and she just starts slapping herself she's like, trying, like I'm crazy well, she doesn't <sighs> say that she's like I think I thought at first she was trying to wake herself up yeah like wow. she's like this is a nightmare he hates me now. Everything's ruined. Yeah, it, it wasn't working for me. It was very melodramatic. I was like, well, all right. In her dream, too, she was making out with him. Yeah. So it was clear that she still had feelings for him. Yeah, she still harbors feelings. And she didn't want to ruin that. And she ruined that. And I think she was trying to, like, like zap herself out of that. Maybe. But uh, that, is, that is an issue that I feel like a movie that was two hours maybe could have gone into. But this is a little tighter. I don't think we have time for... No. Yeah. So they, they do kind of skip past it after that point. Yeah, they don't really bring I, up I don't even know if the boyfriend's in the movie after that. You no, know, he's there. He, remember, he's like... 
He has nothing to do. He's nothing to do. He's point. there as like a guilt trip, essentially. Yeah, he's just like, hello, it's me. It's me. Boyfriend. Remember my toes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were in your mouth. Because uh, there's like a point where the Jade, the friend, even goes, you ha- you slept with my boyfriend? Yeah, but not really. But not really. And that's what he says. He's like, what? no, it was just literally the same bed. And I was just like, why was it the same bed? Yeah. So after that, he has absolutely nothing to do. Um. Yeah. So yeah, she has an I'm crazy scene. She starts yes. hitting herself and it does the percussive loudness. Yes. That was the and, and at that point, I'm sick of it. I'm like, yeah. all right. <laughs> it was a little bit too much because it was like it was actually uh slightly painful yeah it was very loud it was uh <laughs> it was very dramatic too it was very dramatic a little and melodramatic i might a say a little bit melodramatic for sure and they uh after that scene she starts trying to conduct a part to make a plan to try to make everything better right but you can't tell anymore if this is actually her sincerely trying to make things right. better yeah. or if the somewhere at some point the ghosts is telling her to do these things yeah. to make things worse and it's difficult to tell because her plan is terrible because it's yeah it's actually awful i think her plan is well they go talk to the boy who was stabbed yeah the this guy from the first scene of the movie from the first scene he didn't die yeah he is apparently healed from his wound and he's at a bus stop and they go yeah, find, they find him, him i don't know how they found him there i was gonna say it's kind of awkward because they all walk in from left side screen yeah and i was like we are all here now We're not just here. The, not just the girl and like one person but like it's all australia five I, I have no idea <laughs> maybe no that's idea. how it is in australia i don't know <laughs> oh you know people have nice houses in australia dude were you noticing that Actually, yeah. Well, Every I mean, house they go into is gorgeous. Like, this single mother has a humongous house. Well, at the same time, I feel like that happens in every horror film. It's a decent... It's true. There's no slum houses. There's no slum houses. Unless not in like, this one. Not in this one. But yeah, uh, these are some rich Australians. I mean, it could be like the Gold Coast or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe There's like only two parts of Australia. There's like Sydney and the Gold Coast. <laughs> and there's like really nothing else. Sorry, Australians, if you're listening. I don't you know anything know what about. It is. I don't know anything about your you country. You know what it is. I know nothing. <laughs> Apparently, people have very nice houses, and they hit kangaroos often with oh, their cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we also forgot to mention at some point, the wounded younger brother wakes up briefly from his like coma. And immediately begins trying to kill himself again. Yeah, Jade, just bashing his head. Another his, very upsetting scene. Yes, the sister is trying to. The mother leaves the room for a moment. Yeah, and the sister is trying to have some kind of contact with the brother, just to get, ease herself to know that he's going to be okay. Yeah, and immediately he starts making some noises, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, yes," and he just starts laughing and smashing the back of his head against the wall and licking his own blood and just it's, yeah it's so very as, at that point you're like okay this kid's doomed unless something happens exactly we need and she's we desperate need everyone seems very desperate for yeah. ideas so mia's idea is to bring the hand to the hospital yeah and she's like we forgot to blow out the candle so we didn't close the door well she asked them first yeah she's like, did we blow out the candle yeah and everyone's no like, one's sure I, no one knows and i can't remember no at this point as the viewer you cannot remember yeah or they didn't show it so then they go to the hospital they do it and nothing happens it doesn't work it doesn't work for him because he can't say anything right he is he's totally comatose and then Mia has the idea of okay, I'm gonna talk to him because he's in the spirit realm. So yeah. I'm gonna do the the hand thing, the talk to me, and this I'm gonna see the, if I can this, find him. Yeah, this is the scene that really interested me. Yeah. So she goes, or she does it, and instead of seeing um the boy's name, I forget him, whatever, because she suspects that his spirit might be in limbo. She sees a little girl that presumably probably just died in the hospital. Yeah. Or and the little girl 
this is why I don't think it was the mother corrupted because the little girl seems to be helpful. Yeah, and she's like, "Is is there a boy here?" And she's oh, like, "He is." Like, I see what you're saying. I yeah. can take you to him. Okay, you're right. So then the and girl she says, "What?" Yeah. So the girl presumably <laughs> knows how to do this in reverse, and then the little girl says, "I'll let you in." Yeah. So little, then, yeah, that was the most interesting part. The yeah. fact that they finally had the visual of like them holding hands, and the little girl says it to her. Yeah. And she flies forward into limbo. Yeah. So and Mia gets a little taste of limbo realm. And you see the boy being dogpiled by hundreds bodies. of spirits, just bodies. <laughs> yes, slimy red baby. bodies. Yeah, it's very orange and like very like uh, out of focus. Yeah, ex- extreme nightmare. If you've seen Event Horizon, just think that. The yeah, the, from that. yeah, the end of Event Horizon is very. Uh, it took they definitely took inspiration from that. There's no there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. So then. After that, Mia gets uh, she's she's in back in the realm or the real world, and she and she's, she's basically just like he it's it's over. It's, <laughs> there's nothing yeah, we can do. Like, there's nothing we can do. He's <laughs> he's screwed. <laughs> and she, like she's convinced of this. But she goes home, kills her dad. What? <laughs> <laughs> you just so That's what happened, dude. <laughs> well, okay, so and this is the part I'm also a little hazy on. Yeah. That. She finally comes home. The dad caves. The and dad has barely been in the movie up to this point. He's but been, yeah. He the finally, situation is they're sort of estranged because she feels like the dad has been lying to her. Exactly estranged because she doesn't trust him. Yeah. And at this point, she thinks there's he's hiding more. Yeah. And she says that to him in another scene. And he finally caves and he's like, you're right. I've been hiding something from you. And reads the suicide note of the mother. Right. And so now the audience knows like, oh, that thing was definitely not her mom. Yeah. At this point. And you can, she's hugging her dad, trying being consoled. And she looks over the shoulder and she sees the mother in quotes. And the mother says again, I would never. Yeah. And she's just like, I, I got to get away from you. And like runs back to her room. And at this point, she's being fully manipulated and to seeing and hearing that the father's coming to hurt her. Right. And like the, the ghost mom is telling her that he's going to hurt you. He's like, he did me basically like he, she's making it seem like he's going to kill her. Like he killed her mom. Yeah. She's being 100% manipulated and she ends up stabbing him in the neck. Yeah. There's there's some altercation and then she ends up stabbing him in the neck. And, uh, it's you feel bad for the dad despite not really seeing him that yeah, much. Yeah, he's barely been in the movie. You're like, dang, that's right. Like, damn, that's exactly. Like, <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. He's like, you know, watch his wife kill herself, and then now yeah. his own daughter's trying to stab him or stabbed him in the neck. Yeah, daughter goes full crazy. Yeah. So then the uh, the fake mother or the evil mother, the ghost mother, is like, you gotta go. You gotta go put Riley out of his misery. Yeah, and just 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 kill him. Right. She showed him that there's no hope. So yeah. now there's there's only one thing to do. So then, they're... hence referencing the kangaroo they hit in the beginning of the film. Yeah, in the beginning of the film, they didn't even hit it. I don't think. Just, no. Oh, sorry, you're there. right. They was just there, and she couldn't put it out of its misery. Yeah, there's a driving. She's driving or whatever, and Somebody she sees else a, a, a kangaroo. Yeah, and she can't finish it off even though it's in pain. Well, as as the other thing too, like, is that normal to just hit a, a deer? Well, in America, it's deer. Yeah. Uh, no kangaroo. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so, like, in my head, I was like, "Oh, it's a deer," but like, they cut to it and it's a kangaroo, and it threw me off for a second because I didn't recognize yeah, what yeah. it was. Oh yeah, this is Australia. And uh, it seemed like she was gonna run it over with her car, 
And I was like, would that just damage your car? Like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I feel like that, that's yeah. a so weird it, way to say It's a callback to earlier in the movie, and she couldn't finish off the deer. But now she's like, okay, I got to go finish off Riley because he's in pain. He's in pain. They're not going to let him go. He's being tortured by spirits. Yeah. So then she has this convoluted plan to get alone with him at the hospital. It works. It works. There's no one there. Yeah. And then somehow she gets this comatose boy, incredibly wounded, full of bandages, on a ventilator. She carries him out of the hospital with no one noticing. Well, it was funny because she runs into the mom. Yeah. And the mom's like, he's doing a lot better now. So I think they took the ventilator out, it seems. I don't know. I don't know. It's very convoluted. A little fishy to me. You're 100% right. I'm not not taking that away from you. (laughs) So somehow (laughs) she smuggles this nearly dead boy outside into a wheelchair. Very nearly dead. (laughs) And for some reason... She's going to well. She well. Okay, you skipped a part. She yeah. can't stab him with the scissors. Yeah, she she decides she can't stab him with scissors. It's so too she personal. wants to do finish the plan like she would have in the beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah, just to which throw is, him in front of traffic. It's just throw him in the oncoming traffic. Yeah. So somehow she navigates to traffic, and there's there's tons of cars going by, and they do not care. They there's just no a person standing at the side of the road. They're not slowing down at all. No, they're all honking at her. Honking. They're like, I'll like kill the- this boy if you throw him in the street. <laughs> I will. Because <laughs> I know for sure, like, I would have stopped. Yeah, I would have stopped and been like, what is going on what's, here? What's going on here? This doesn't look right. You're on the edge of a barrier. They're not, like, at a crosswalk. Yeah. So then the mom once again shows up. She's like, okay, do it. You know, this is the right thing to do. And then you just see a car swerving clearly hitting something and she stands up and it's her that's been hit and he is still fine in the wheelchair and jade is the sister's holding the brother yeah he's holding the brother it's fine uh then she has a sequence where she's wandering around the hospital and she's like oh what's happening to me she's very clearly dead yes and And she's she's watching oh no no the boy recover yeah no one can hear the boy's fine the dad actually i think was fine too somehow that or his spirit walked away in a different direction. Yeah, either way. I couldn't He's tell. Like, I'm going to heaven. See ya. Because <laughs> yeah, he took an elevator. You're right. Yeah. He like, took an elevator. You're he going was, to hell. He's like, oh man, I'm just done with all this. Yeah. So she sees the dad. The boy does get better. Um, he's no longer possessed. And it seems like the family will be fine. And then she's just in darkness and then she sees a light and you realize it's a candle from someone else doing a seance and someone else has the hand. She walks towards it. Yeah. She walks towards it and then she hears a let me in and then she's like, oh, I'm a ghost now. And it was, uh, that was a fun ending, I think. It was okay. But what the, the movie was missing is her redemption moment. What I thought was going to happen is she was going to realize that she could let the spirits into her body. She was going to grab Riley's hand, the coma, mm-hmm. coma boy. Yeah. And be like, let me in. And then immediately kill herself to solve right. the problem. That would make sense. So what happened was unclear. We don't actually know if she had a redemption moment or if like, she just, yeah. the car missed him and hit her. <laughs> well, I think she just jumped. Is right. What it seemed like to me. So then, what happened to the spirits? The boy, well, it seemed the boy that they got the hand from said it'll get weaker over time. Yeah. So, but that could have just been speculation. I don't know if that guy was right. That could have been speculation, but also they didn't trust that because I think the manipulation. Yeah. So I think because of the manipulation, she wanted to continue to have him hold the hand or do they try to get more out of him? Yeah. So I think. The movie would have been much better if she had like a clear redemption moment there. And she was like, all right, spirits come into me, jump in front of the car. Classic exorcist Classic moment. Classic exorcist, yeah. You know, it's not a window. It's the highway. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, it still references the beginning of the film. It's f- still a full story. I, yeah. I think it does everything well. Uh, 
but it was funny. I think that one moment when uh, I think I tapped you on the shoulder, I thought for sure they're going to bust out a second hand because <laughs> yeah. at one point the dad goes, there's something I've been hiding from you. It's as much yours as it is mine. And I thought he was referencing like an item, like, and I thought he was going to pull out the other hand, a like the mom, hand. the other, because they referenced in the beginning that like, oh, they cut off this dude's hand. He was a medium. And like, yeah. what about the other hand? Like, I don't know. Who knows? So who knows? So they, they definitely left themselves open for uh, sequels and other stuff. Yeah. I don't really know what else you could do with this premise. I mean, you it just was, have a different set of people. That's what most sequels are. I, would, I don't think I'm coming back. It was an interesting premise for one movie. I think so too. Yeah, one movie was fine. Yeah. So now, now that you've heard the plot, I will say why I don't like this movie. Yeah, tell me. Um, I think that it is it's cheap horror dressed up as better horror. Mm. So like, oh, we're a fancy movie. You know, we're we're a twenty four. We we have these classy <laughs> scares, but in reality, the the worst scenes of the movie. Uh, for me, it's never scary. I don't think it, at any point of the movie it's scary at all. You're right. It uses pure shock value and like, oh, wouldn't it be horrible if we were, you know, beating a small child to death? And it's like, yeah, that that is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the equivalent of and someone he, just like popping open a laptop and be like, look, it's live leak, and then you're like, oh, that's horrible. They're like, ha, dude, you're grossed out by that. It's like, yeah, I didn't really want to see that. You're right, actually. Yeah. So I, I see what you mean. In my opinion. Fear is crafted carefully and it has to be earned. And to me, doing horrible things to a young boy, while it may be effective in eliciting an emotional response, like obviously I don't want to see this young boy killed. That was horrible. Yeah, obviously. But it's not me. scary. They're just doing horrible violence to a young child. And at no point for this for me in this movie was there anything scary. It was mostly just gore, shock, and gross out. That is most films nowadays though, yeah. for horror. But it's not even funny violence like the new Evil Deads where it's just like oh. hilarious over the top schlock. It's like realistic killing a young boy. It's like, okay, no, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it makes it really inaccessible for your, your average audience. Yeah, since there was so many screams and uncomfortable. Like the the lady next to me got up a few times and it yeah. seemed like she couldn't take it and she wanted to leave. And honestly, I completely understand. I think that uh No, I yeah, I did not. This is not a general yeah. audience movie. It's no. it's very upsetting. Like you're you're not just going to casually enjoy this. Uh and, and so in, in that regard, I just don't know why they did that because it, it's not scary to me and it's <laughs> I definitely was uncomfortable the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's effective at making you uncomfortable. I think that I, I did mistake that for the. Uh, yeah, but then the I horror. just think of a better movie, Hereditary, which is, yes. is very similar, makes you very uncomfortable. I, I remember but being quite uncomfortable. <laughs> in that movie, I don't feel like it's played for pure shock value. You have to deal with the repercussions afterwards. Like the whole next second half of that movie is just like, all right, this horrible thing happened. There's going to be a lot of fallout. And then slowly, like, the fear creeps back in. Yeah. And yeah. So for me, nothing in this movie was scary. And the worst scenes where the people were screaming were just, like, pure gratuitous violence. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I definitely still commend it for being better than The Red Door. It definitely performed, I think, better on those, like, oh, the yeah. task I said. Like, in terms of possession, sticking to its own rules for the most part. 
Uh, yeah, it is it is nothing short of amazing what they did with a budget of four point five million. It's really yeah, really impressive. It is very impressive, and I I definitely unfortunately I I I want to see this director do more. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like what happens to early directors like this is they're going to slap him with something way too big for him. Yeah. This is like a pretty common thing that happens nowadays. Like an indie yeah. director gets a chance. I, it's I am, good. I am very impressed with the directorial um, debut. Yeah. Debut It's very good. I would be excited to see where they go in the future with future stuff. I just want a different story. Maybe I, I would prefer more fear rather than pure shock. You know, I'm imagining one of my favorite horror movies is the shining. Sure. And I think there's a, a lot of fear in The Shining elicited, and it's like very, uh, it's like subdued with how it's created. Yeah. I don't know if I could tell you how to make fear. No. I think it's, <laughs> I can just tell you that like, no, nothing. This movie scared me. It was just gross or horribly violent. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it definitely has a lot of the same tones as those, but it doesn't create directly fear. It does, no, it does make not him for comfortable. Me. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a big thriller. It, it was eliciting audience reactions. Yes, that so, is for sure. Because horror thriller usually goes together. Yeah, I think people um, were screaming. People were clearly uncomfortable. Yeah, it was definitely definitely harder on the thriller side, which is a, definitely a modern thing. It's mostly jump scares and thrills. Yes, which I think is easier to sell seats with. Were there any jump scares in this movie? I think the uh well mostly like anytime the ghosts pop out. Yeah, but it was kind of like very expected because it was telling you it was gonna happen. I think it did pretty well in terms of no cheap jump scares. No uh, cheap ones, yeah. I, I there, don't remember. there was no like she turns a corner and it's there. Yeah. It's like the like the main scare, I think, is when the the woman comes out from the dark. Yeah. Like, I thought that was very well done. That was very well done though. And I, I do <laughs> still think it's funny that that uh, kid in the front row was like, "What is that?" Yeah. <laughs> it was, so was clearly like, it definitely worked for other people. So that it, I think it, that was fine. It absolutely was. I will say that you definitely hit the mark there. I don't remember hearing anything like that when we saw Red Door. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> people probably sleep in that movie. <laughs> you could not sleep with this. It was way too loud. No, it's, it's too loud. Um, so yeah, there, there's stuff to enjoy if you are a a diehard horror fan? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll change my recommendation a little bit. And then, <laughs> Don't let me bully you. <laughs> no, it's like, you're right. It is, it is, I, I do forget that, yeah, this is not for the average viewer. As a, as no, a horror fan. No, Don't, don't some, even take uh, your girlfriend to this one. No, yeah, I've seen some depraved things in terms of horror films, and uh, it, I guess I've become desensitized yeah, in that sense. Definitely. But yeah, as your as a mainstream audience, you're right. This may be too much for some people. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie that could get one of those reputations where it's like, oh, people are screaming in the theaters. You're right. I remember, definitely see that because you remember the first paranormal activity. I was gonna say that brings back memories of that. Where they're like, people are fainting in the theater. It's insane. People are <laughs> they dying. They're, yeah, they, they said they're blacking out in the theater. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I, I can see people saying similar things about this movie where it's like, oh, dude, my theater was screaming like out loud. I mean, we're saying it. Yeah, it happened. So if you want to go scream at the theaters, I guess this movie might be for you. But, it's true. But at the same time, be prepared to see some things that... Yeah, uh, it is an uncomfortable movie. Uncomfortable time. But yeah, I think... Uh, Do you want to end it there? Do you want to say anything else? I think that pretty much wraps it up. All right. Well, uh, 
I'm excited to see what comes from this because I assume it's going to make a ton of money since it has zero budget. I was going to say, yeah, I imagine. I, I'm I'm going to definitely keep an eye out for his next debut. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.